Welcome to another episode of On The Line. I'm Joe Mullings. And I'm Holly Scott. And today we're going to be discussing something that's super fun right now in the industry. It's medical devices and consumer products. Have the lines been blurred? For sure. Have we not seen this happening over the last, say, 20 years and now more than ever? You're going to go back 20 on that? I'm going to go back 20. I'm going right. to go back 20. I can go back to A4L with you and I'll let you jump into oh, that. But I can't, think of, I can't think of where, okay, I'm going to call you on it. What 20 years ago did you see? Well, think about the inception of Corventus. This has only been right? around for 11. Right, right. But Corventus, and, and, and I, I'm not going to oversimplify what they do because they loaded a sensor into a, a pretty interesting wearable technology. But that mm. was where we started hearing buzz around uh, remote telemetry systems and uh, taking years. something, but no, their, their inception was early. Really? So yeah, they were like Because they got bought by Medtronic in like 14 or something no, like but that we for like were, 150 million or something. We worked with them early, like Mike, 2009. Mike yeah. Mike from Corvette. Yeah, yeah right, we okay. had, we, so, so I remember where these ideas started, but even back then it was very challenging for individuals mm -hmm. to make that leap from non-med tech into med tech, although the talent is is valuable, and now it's being recognized as more valuable than ever. So I'm actually happy for the industry to see the diversity coming in. Yeah, and, and you can point to it. So uh, everybody's acknowledging the uh, Apple-Johnson & Johnson relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, you've worked and built with some iRhythm, I think, you and your team in the past. Um, we're working with Gauss right now, G-A-U-S-S, -S, mm -hmm. and uh, Sid and his team over there have taken an off-the-shelf iPad mm -hmm. and off-the-shelf cameras and sensors, and they've created uh, a technology that simply put, with a high level of predictability, can tell you how much blood loss there is in a surgery, in particular on L&D labor and delivery right now, and I think... Um, Jay sits on that board with Fred Mole. Uh, there, there's some like super interesting people on mm -hmm. that board. Uh, they're getting a lot of financing. And again, that's a pure play consumer product mm -hmm. through FDA approval into uh, the OR. Yeah, that's, it's, it's fascinating. They're using technology that one already knows, including physicians and clinicians, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's easy for them to use and giving them the data that they can get on a patient real time. Mm -hmm. So it's it's amazing. Yeah, we we remember the days of what's the cloud, Joe? I mean, they're they're talking about throwing data up into the cloud and and, and one well, client. When we had that search, yeah, yeah. Was, they, were, they were out of Canada originally, right? Oh. Analytics for Life Analytics or Carolinas life. or something. Still and and still trucking, doing really well. Their clinicals are going well. They are exactly that. They're collecting information about individuals' um, cardiovascular condition mm -hmm. and because of the capabilities associated with software that did not come from med tech in terms of talent, they're able to predict and, and diagnose much quicker and much more cost-effective. I remember that, J.O., that, that opening when you came to me and they were looking for data scientists. Holly's like, great, Greg gave us that connection, I think. Uh -huh. that we're looking for data scientists to take data from an EKG and put it up on the cloud. And I don't know if this was 2011 or 2012. <laughs> 
And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? All I do is find catheter people. <laughs> right, right. What do you mean? Nobody in MedTech does this. How are we going right. to find somebody in MedTech? Right. And so now, and even myself guilty, just a couple years ago, I said, be wary, and, and I'll totally fall on this sword, um, be wary of your career, and I coined the word MedSumers, medical devices and consumer products, mm -hmm. MedSumer products. And today, honestly, if you're in MedTech, mm -hmm. you should absolutely consider taking a little bit of a right-hand turn mm -hmm. and go into a consumer product slash um, cloud-heavy, um, data-heavy, uh, app-heavy, again, on the phone, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. we call it the last mile, app-heavy uh, experience for a couple years and not worry about losing your medical device cred. Oh yeah, it actually only adds to, frankly, because the future is only getting more robust for individuals to have the user experience um, exposure, whether it's software or marketing, user design, um, development, design coming from environments that are consumer intensive, are, it's extremely valuable. Yeah, you bring up a good point. So. UI, UX, user experience, mm -hmm. uh, user interface, tremendously important. Mm -hmm. We're seeing more and more medical devices uh, from the interaction side, whether it's a clinician, whether it's a doc, uh, whoever's in the equation. Uh, we're seeing organizations intelligently starting design at the UI, UX point of engagement and then backing tech into it that way. Right. Uh, software, until recently, has been tremendously better and more robust coming from a non-med tech background. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the entire interface on the uh, transferring the information from the device mm -hmm. um, to the data aggregator, mm -hmm. uh, and then delivering that in an intelligent fashion for decisions to be made by the clinicians. Those are all non-traditional med tech moves. Right, exactly. No, and it's, and it's, it's non traditional experience that the individual can look to gain when they move from one to the other. Uh, remember the fear was within MedTech was if you bring in this engineer or this marketing person or whomever into this highly regulated world, they're going to be so frustrated. They're not going to be able to, to handle the documentation, the regulatory requirements, and so and so and so on. And, and now, um, yes, there are those that we have to make sure fit and have the patience and the wherewithal that if they don't get the app out in six months, they're not going to bail. But there is the bigger picture of there's a lot of people out there that are drawn to something more meaningful, some more meaningful work than um, perhaps a game or a, a, a simple, you know, disposable consumer product that isn't as it doesn't have as much merit. And keep in mind, too, if you're not in med tech right now, um, it doesn't mean you've got to go into a med tech play that you have to go through the FDA regulatory cycle. So whether it's 510K, IDE, PMA, mm -hmm. if you're not in MedTech, they, those terms may not make sense to you, but basically it's regulatory oversight by the FDA. There are more and more daily companies coming up that are developing products in uh, the training side with uh, uh, virtual reality, yes. augmented reality, mm -hmm. uh, imaging navigation that organizations are not going through the regulatory life cycle mm -hmm. or even the regulatory burden on the financial or clinical side. And if you want to feel really good about yourself and you're not a med tech listening to this, think about just looking into the industry mm -hmm. because saving a person's life, uh, impacting humanity, uh, potentially saving somebody you know's life or N minus one from you, 
I will tell you after three decades and you more than two decades in the industry, invariably we ask people all the time, why med tech? Mm -hmm. And because they f wake up every day feeling super good about the work they're doing, while they may make 20% less than Facebook people mm -hmm. or LinkedIn people would have you, um, at the end of the day, most people migrate to this industry for a higher calling. Correct, yeah, and it's and it's an exceptional way to leverage all of those strengths and, 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 and grow. And with the money being made right now and mm -hmm. outside venture money coming in, I believe that we're seeing it already, not I believe, mm -hmm. um, double E's, software people, systems people, clinical people, marketing people on direct-to-consumer, and mm -hmm. I wanna come back to that, direct-to-consumer experience, the salaries are being driven up dramatically. Mm -hmm. And some of that's because the tech coming out of Silicon Valley mm -hmm. has to be competitive, right. because you have to uh, go after rape and pillage the non-med tech companies where the salaries are high. Exactly. And we've had that with a number of clients out yes. there. We report, back, well, all we do is report the market. We don't make it. Right, right. We tell clients, look, if you want this person with this software background, mm -hmm. um, they're making an extra 150 grand a year on their RSUs out of mm -hmm. Facebook or, you know, Waze or Uber. Right. Um, you got to pony up or mm -hmm. get somebody who's got less experience. And invariably, the salaries are going up quite a bit. The salaries are going up too. And let's also not forget that in economic times, less than ideal economic times, medtech tends to be more resilient than many of these other technologies out there and none of these other industries. We remember the the dot com heyday and the software engineers that were we're getting, you know, we'd we'd have a, an offer for them and five minutes later they'd have another offer and a lot of those individuals were giving us a ring when things got tight outside of of medtech because medtech remained fairly fairly uh, strong. Well, that's why we picked MedTech, or I picked MedTech 29 years ago, not for a pat on the back. Mm -hmm. It was a calculated uh, 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 decision because I said, give me an environment that has a built-in governor or regulator on it. Right. And so with that, you do have a regulator via the FDA. Mm -hmm. And so what that does is limits explosive growth and therefore eliminates, uh, eliminates bubbles. Yeah. And so you bring up a great point I hadn't even thought of previous to this is you come into this industry I don't know, other than for just being a lousy software girl or guy, mm -hmm. software people don't get downsized. And if they do, <laughs> within an hour and a half, yeah. they've got two offers from yeah. other players. In the high demand spaces, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, MedTech does tend to hold on in terms of resiliency and growth and opportunity, and you can continue to contribute long-term. Yeah. yeah, and so here's, here's advice, if you're in MedTech now, uh, and we especially see the capabilities in the two hot areas. So San Francisco area has it, and the Boston area, we'll talk about that later too, uh, certainly started to get it again, mm -hmm. is do not be afraid to step out of med tech for a career move. So cut your teeth in med tech mm -hmm. uh, for the first five, six, seven years, certainly fall in love with it, and you will. Be sure that if you're a player, if, if, if you're incompetent, no matter what industry you go into, if you go off the reservation for one job mm -hmm. and it makes sense that it's a data centric, cloud connected, mm -hmm. consumer product, mm -hmm. um, and it's not hard to connect dots on how to come back in, you can tremendously, one, increase your skill sets outside of a group think in med tech. You can up your salary. Um, and you can 
learn things that when you bring them back into med tech, you will be, they will seek you out. Right. Uh, because you learned how to do something different. And typically, because there are no regulations, you can try things in that environment that if not before, you wouldn't be able to try in med tech. Right. No, exactly. Exactly. And we have uh, several um, very young stealth startups that are brilliant in med tech and are in particular looking for the consumer experience too yeah. because there's there's things about the consumer side that med tech just doesn't have for instance scalability there's not many organizations that could go to zero from in med tech that can go from zero to 100 million in a year mm -hmm. consumer it happens all the time mm -hmm. so there are things both pre-commercial as well as commercial that are very attractive. So if you're in consumer and you're interested in, in, in potential opportunity to be a big fish in a small pond, MedTech is, it's a, there has never been a better time to consider MedTech opportunities. Yeah, and to my marketing, market development people too, I would say in the Bay Area, which is 25% of our book or so, one out of two marketing roles these days, whether it's as, as low level as a product manager mm -hmm. up through an EVP, they are looking for direct-to-consumer experience mm -hmm. and having launched a product in a direct-to-consumer marketplace with med tech. Right. And it's right. not just the aesthetic market. No. It's not just the ophthalmology market. It's mm -hmm. not just the self-pay market. You're seeing more and more as you drive down I-95 here, you can see on the side of the road mm -hmm. telling um, my grandmother, come get a makoplasty. That's right. Right. That's right. At, at, at yeah. University of Miami. Yep. The consumer is driving their health care more than ever before. So all of these these avenues allow for the individual to do so. And the marketing direct to them is what it's all about. Yeah. Physicians are business people. They have to be. Well, they're lousy business Well, they, they're in business, I should say. <laughs> they're in business. Oops, cut that, Walter. So anyway, um, I think the lines are terribly blurred in a good way. Uh, medical device, consumer products, the right consumer products, mm -hmm. and it will continue to be that way. And again, uh, we already talk about it ad nauseum, Google, mm -hmm. Microsoft, Apple, uh, are all moving into the med tech industry and they're really consumer products. So sure. keep your eyes peeled for that. Look for opportunities. Don't be afraid to be a first mover into the uh, consumer tech market intelligently. And you heard it here first. <laughs> so another episode of On the Line. I'm Joe Mullings. And I'm Holly Scott. Have a great day. <laughs>